Hello there. This is Pat Lane, and uh, this is the first edition of our Instant Reaction, post-game Instant Reaction show. Just going to be a quick show for you. Uh, it is our first one. We're a little bit late on the timing, unfortunately, but we're hoping to get it out uh, pretty soon after uh, after the game ends every week. And so just a quick instant reaction from you. Sometimes it'll be me. Sometimes it could be Spags or uh, or Mark or Rich or Alec or who knows. So there will be some different uh, Pat's Bullet personalities hopping on here. And it's, we just figured it'd be a fun thing to do just to, to do a quick instant reaction for you right after the game where we're all thinking about it. We're all kind of going over it in our heads. And so we figured, well, let's get something down on paper. We'll talk about some different things. So, um, so for this game, obviously, it was a Miami game. It was it was ridiculous, uh, an embarrassment, really. Um, you know, the the offense could do absolutely nothing of Miami, and the Patriots' offense was fine. I think they struggled here and there, and I think you saw that come out. You know where it it is Miami, and it is hot, and they usually do struggle down there. And fortunately for the Patriots, Miami just couldn't get anything going. Right, they're just a bad team, and so. You know, on our show on Friday, on the on the uh, Patriot Nation podcast on Friday, Phil Perry said, you know, is the talent disparity just that much that it's just not going to make a difference? And I think that that's really what you saw is that the talent in on Miami side is just so bad that they just don't have anything going for them. And I think, too, you know, where they already feel like they've given up, that, that's a big part of it, too. Um, and there were some guys playing hard, but, you know, but for the most part, it was just easy, um, you know, and so... A lot of it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun to watch today, and you know, it's one of those boring games. But I think you got excited for it. Obviously, the Antonio Brown stuff. I don't know. It's hard, right? Some people are excited about it. Some people aren't. I think for me personally, I was excited about it just to see how it played out. Uh, he's a great receiver. He's a great football player, and just to see how he played out on this team, I was excited to see how that worked. Um, it was interesting seeing him there. It didn't didn't feel like Antonio Brown to me, right? Didn't feel like you know, that guy on Pittsburgh that, that killed us so many times. And so, you know, <clears throat> so to me, it was a little weird seeing him out there. But, man, when they wanted to get the ball to him, they got the ball to him early. They got the ball to him often. The, the back shoulder touchdown was beautiful. And, you know, they were running the ball at will. And Brown Brown played well, man. He only had five catches, um, you know, but uh, but he, he finished well. And I think yeah, it was five for 65, right? Not four for 65. Uh, anyways, I'll, I'll check on that because I'm pretty sure, uh, that that's the case, but nevertheless, uh, he looked great. He looked good, you know, coming in and out of his breaks. Like I said, the back shoulder throw was great. And so, you know, Brady looked pretty good today. Brady looked pretty good. And so, you know, look, anytime you win 43 to nothing, <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. Okay. It's pretty good. And, uh, by the way, he's four for 56. That's my apologies there. Four for 56 for Antonio Brown was obviously the touchdown. Uh, one, obviously big note of concern uh, that I'll skip for now, but two of them, really. One of them I'll, I'll put off. The second one is, is the offensive lineman. You know, Marcus Cannon was already out. He was on the field working out before the game. He made the trip. He was on the field working out before the game. So that's promising, right? Now, he didn't play, obviously, today, so that's not great. But, you know, you look at it and say, all right, is it possible that he'll be able to play moving forward? And that's what you hope, at least, because Isaiah Wynn went down um, early in the game and was very quickly, uh, his status was changed from questionable to out, and which is not a good sign. And so, you know, you hope it's not something that's broken in his, they said foot, right? But you're hoping it's not a broken foot, or you're hoping it's not something with his Achilles again. And so, you know, that's that's not great. Um, obviously, with two 
with, you know, with two backup tackles, it wasn't great. And Marshall Newhouse was fine, but he had, you know, he definitely had his struggles. Um, you know, and it's just, it's going to be tough, man. With You know, having one backup tackle in there at all times is going to be tough. And so, you know, this offensive line is really key to playing well. Shaq Mason, I thought, you know, you heard Bedard. If you if you listen to Greg Bedard, he was talking about how he was disappointed in Shaq Mason. He had one bad play today where he kind of got put on roller skates, but overall was pretty good. Um, you know, and again, it's Miami. So it's, it's really hard to judge, but, you know, that's going to be something to look at long term if Isaiah Wynn's going to be down for multiple weeks and you know what's Marcus Cannon's status going to be is he going to be okay next week and if he is then you say okay we have one backup tackle but if he isn't now you're saying oh no we have two backup tackles and that's going to be tough now I know they don't you know their their schedule at the beginning isn't terrible it's not like they have this really hard schedule they're playing the Jets next week but the Jets have a good defense Right? They have a pretty good defense. So, you know, I know a few guys are banged up there, you know, so we'll see what happens. And they're playing Cleveland on Monday night. So we don't know what they look like this week, but they have a pretty good D. And so even if, you know, they struggle offensively because they got, you know, they don't have Sam Darnold and everything, but I'm worried about Tom Brady. I'm worried about keeping Tom Brady upright and keeping him healthy. And that starts with the offensive line. And so, you know, if Isaiah Wynn and Marcus Cannon are both hurt and both not playing on Sunday against a Jets team that can be aggressive and get after the quarterback, that's a concern. And so it should be a concern moving forward. So we'll see what happens, but nothing we can do about that. The other biggest concern is obviously Steven Gostowski. I don't know what is going on down there. Uh, I don't get it. I, I just don't get it. He's missed a bunch of kicks early. Maybe it's the new maybe it's the new holder. Maybe Jake Bailey is you know ha, has isn't holding as well as Ryan Allen was. But the problem is is that I I don't buy that because this has been a problem dating back a few years now with Gostowski. And so you know. <clears throat> excuse me, I tweeted out, and uh, one of the things that I'll, I'll just say, he, he feels like Tom, um, Drew Bledsoe to me, and, you know, I'm a huge fan of Drew's, but anyone that was around when Bledsoe played, Bledsoe would make a bunch of great plays every game, but he would have at least once a game a play where you just be like, you got to be kidding me. What, what were you thinking there, right? And sometimes it was in the first quarter, and sometimes it was in the fourth quarter, and sometimes it was in overtime, and sometimes the ball didn't get intercepted, and sometimes, you know, so sometimes they were worse than others, obviously. But, you know, other times you'd be like, what in the, what are you doing, right? And so that's some of those times where you're like, oh, no. And Gostowski's kind of that same way, where you just feel like if it's not once a game, it's going to be pretty close to once a game where you're like, oh, man. He just comes out and you're not confident. And maybe sometimes he hits it, maybe sometimes he doesn't, but... You know, you just, you have that feeling of uneasiness. And it's never good to see that from a kicker. It's not a good thing, okay? Um, but that's just the way it goes. And so we'll have to see what happens um, with that. I don't know if there's anyone kicking around out there. Uh, see how I did that? Uh, yeah, right? You see? Huh? Yeah? You get? Okay. See, kicking around. Okay. Anyways, I'm a, I'm a teacher. Dad jokes. This is the way it goes. Anyways, um, you know, I don't know if there's anyone kicking around out there that, that can be, that can at least, they can come in for a workout. I don't know, right? But, you know, now the Colts, it looks like Adam Vantieri, the guy that Gostowski replaced all those years ago, it looks like he might be retiring tomorrow. Um, you know, he kind of had that. He missed two extra points here uh, in today's game. And he said, like, you know, uh, you guys, you, you'll be hearing from me tomorrow. So, what you know, whatever it is that's going on, it, it doesn't sound good. So, uh, Indy might be in the market for a new kicker. So, if Indy's in the market for a new kicker now, the Patriots, like, you know, so... You just kind of kind of have to live with Gostowski this year, but it is an area where you just felt like, man, 
they really kind of should have brought someone in to challenge him, and they didn't. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, I feel like Belichick was trying to show him that they had confidence in him, and unfortunately, that I, I don't know if that was the right plan. So... We'll see. We'll see. There's no other way to. There's no other way to go go about it, right? You just gotta say, hey, let's just see what happens and and go from there and hope that it doesn't kill us going down the going down the road. So, but you know, against the Dolphins, when you're winning forty three to nothing, a missed extra point or a missed field goal is no big deal. But if you're playing Kansas City and it's a close game and and every single point counts, you know that's where you're really gonna kind of have to need those those field goals and let's see if he can hit them then. So. Uh, you know, I think he's a great kicker. He's one of the best in NFL history. Just if you just look at his numbers overall, he has hit some big kicks to win games, to ice games, to end games. You know, he did it in this in the Super Bowl this year. So, you know, and, and obviously I know that was a seven point lead, but his kick won the game. The game was over when he kicked it. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where we've he's been around for a while. We've trusted him. He's got he's, he's got great numbers. And yes, some people don't trust him, and I think it's justifiable that they don't. But at this point, there's nothing we can do other than trust him because he's the kicker for now, and we don't have anyone to replace him. So, um, so but that's the way it goes with him. So, but everything else, man, everything else is good. The defense, man, the defense looks so good. Jamie Collins looked great today. Gilmore looked great. Uh, they all look good. Every single one of them, they look good. I mean, at one point, they had the two pick sixes, and they had more yards off the interceptions than the Dolphins did all game long. So. It just, uh, you know, and the Dolphins ended up getting some garbage time, you know, yards here and there. But for the most part, I, the Patriots completely shut them down in the first three quarters until they just really stopped playing. And then they had the two picks in the fourth quarter. But, um, you know, that Gilmore play, that Gilmore pick six was a, just a gorgeous play all around. That was a rollout to the right where they were trying to send it back into the flat. And Van Noy actually uh, hit the back as he was coming in. So the back wasn't able to get there. So Fitzpatrick's rolling out thinking maybe he'll have a shot at it. But Jawan Bentley's chasing him too. He's right there. So Fitzpatrick had nowhere to go. So he tried to throw it. He tried to uh, throw it into Parker there. And, you know, Gilmore just completely 100% baited him into it and just said, you know what, if he's going to make that throw, I'm going to pick it off and take it to the house. And that's exactly what he did. And he basically just walked in. And obviously the Collins one is just, was almost like, pouring salt in the wound there where it's just like man like nothing can possibly go right you know and uh you know and I think too if you haven't read it which I'm sure you have but if you haven't read it already Jeff Howe was talking about you know Brady was in there at the end of the game and the reason he was in there at the end of the game is because last year they had the game won down in Miami and obviously we all know what happened to Miracle Miami and everything and he preached to them all week 60 minutes 60 minutes 60 minutes 60 minutes well if you preach 60 minutes all week you can't take a quarterback out and, and take the foot off the gas. You just can't do that. And so, yeah, are they up big and, you know, piling points on? Yeah, kind of. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. Like, you're trying to prove a point to your team about this is the right way we have to play. So that's you kind of what you have to do. And so, you know, people aren't going to like it. People are probably going to talk about it. But you know what? People can talk about all they want. The Baltimore Ravens ran a fake field goal up 35 points last week against the Miami Dolphins. So I don't care what anybody says. You know, you want to talk about that, fine, you can talk about that. But let's talk about the Ravens before you talk about the Patriots, okay? They're trying to prove a point to their team, not to the not to the Dolphins. You're running a fake field goal up 35 points. It's just it's embarrassing. So, but anyways, it's neither here nor there. So uh, Patriots, you know, come back. They have another 1 o'clock game next weekend at home against the Jets. Uh, no Sam Darnold. And so, you know, and that Jets defense is banged up a little bit too. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. But starting out 2-0 is pretty good. You can't go undefeated if you don't start out 2-0. So, um, 
let's pump the brakes a little bit on the 19 and 0. But you know, it is nice to see Antonio Brown out there. You know, and having Gordon Brown uh, Edelman is just—I mean, that's scary, man. Those top three are scary, and Philip Dorsett. He just catches everything. Every single ball that's thrown his way, he catches everything, and he's just so good. And so I love that guy, man. I love him. He's the fourth receiver, and he is definitely the fourth receiver, but it doesn't matter. You put him in, and a big third or fourth down, he's going to convert it, and that guy is invaluable as far as I'm concerned. Amendola did it for a while, and he, you know, was key in getting them some, some, um, you know, some big playoff wins. And so I think that even though he's the fourth receiver, he's going to have some really key catches where you're like, oh, my God, that was a huge catch in the moment. And Dorsett's going to be the guy that gets those. So I think that's going to be uh, something to pay attention to as we move forward. So but that's all I got. I mean, there's nothing else really. Look, it was an absolute bloodbath. The Patriots have now uh, have just completely decimated the, um, you know, the teams they've played. They haven't allowed a touchdown since the AFC Championship game last year. They, you know, have allowed six points in the last three games. It's just, I mean, it, it's silly. It's bordering on silly at this point. And, you know, I think the Dolphins this year have been outscored. I think, is it is it 100 and, I think it's 102 to 7 this year. They've been outscored in, in two games. 49 to 10, uh, 49 to 7 last week. 59 to 7, I'm sorry, last week. And 43 nothing this week. So 102 to 7. The Dolphins have been outscored. So you talk about maybe the worst team of all time, and they're definitely competing for it. And, uh, you know, I mean, so you're happy to get through the Miami, you know, that whole Miami curse and everything else like that. They just have a hard time playing down there. You're happy to get through it. But at the same time, when they go down to Miami next year, if they're any better at all, even, even remotely not terrible, I still will feel the same way because this team was just like a JV team. It was like a varsity team playing a JV team. So... So, anyways, but hey, a win is a win. We'll take it 2-0, and uh, we're moving on next week to Foxborough, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. And uh, listen, so this will be happening every week, okay? So every week after the game, we'll get a quick pod out to you. And again, like I said, we'll kind of vary who the people are on. Uh, you know, it might be me, it might be Spags, it could be, you know, Alec or Rich or Mark. And we could also be pulling other other Pat's public people as well. So, uh, you know, a lot of stuff kind of going on. But we figured let's get just a quick reaction for you, and then we'll be we'll be uh, good to go. Again, this one's getting out a little bit later than we'd like, but you know, we're hoping that in the future they come out you know pretty soon after the game ends. So, boom, you'll have a podcast right there waiting for you. You know, an hour or two after the game ends. So, all right, that's all I got. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. And if you're not already doing it, make sure you subscribe to the Pat's Public Podcast Network. Thanks, guys.